I'm Taylor Stafford, and this is Talk Taboo. Yeah! Come on over! We ask a lot of people if they like their ass or touch. <laughs> we really are breaking down stigmas. <laughs> it's everything sex. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talk Taboo. I'm your host, Taylor Stafford, and we are breaking down sexual and mental health stigmas today. I just am above and beyond you guys about this episode because it is one of my dearest, dearest friends, Jessica Zeppelius. We have been friends. We decided for 13 years, and gosh, I just love her so much and appreciate her. We mostly, well, a good chunk we talked about period sex and talk about how she's naked all the time, how she's my most confident friend, Um, just how desperate we all are in quarantine and how we're sick of teaching men about sex, (laughs) mostly me, Um, all about menstrual cups. This is a new, kind of new thing, but um, a better way to um, help your period out. I don't know. It's like better than tampons and pads and all the things. Um, And then her roommate, Mitch, who we love so dearly. Um, We talk about circumcision and how it's different in America than a lot of other places in the world. Mitch is from Australia. And so we just talk about how Australian men are a little bit different than American men and all of that good stuff. And then we talk about Jessica's new uh, disorder that she got when she was, it's not a disorder, illness that she was diagnosed with when she was 23 and how she's dealing with that. And um, I think that's one of my favorite parts because it's something that she went through that's been really hard for her, but she's been handling it like a champ. So that is for this episode. I'm going to keep this short because it is long. Um, I'm going to start doing this thing and I say I'm going to start doing it, but who knows? Maybe I'll just do it today um, of a healing human because I'm constantly surrounded by amazing people doing amazing things. And I think it's would be pretty cool to just get it all out there so that people know about what they're doing. Um, and so that more people can benefit from it. So my healing human for today is Ashley McGirt. She has her master's in social work. She is in the Seattle area and she is offering free mental health services for black people. And it's so important right now with all of the uprising that's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as quarantine and COVID and honestly just racism for the past 400 years in our country. So she's doing really awesome things. Her uh, Instagram is therapy with Ash and you can go on there and request like contact her that way if you are looking for free mental health services and you're black. So Definitely utilize that. Um, I don't really have any updates, really, because I already released an episode this week. But uh, enjoy the episode with Jessica. I hope everyone thinks it's as hilarious as I did, but we'll see. All right. Welcome, Jessica. Okay. I get so nervous because on Zoom, everything is like I'm... I'm not like used to it yet. 
So sometimes I feel like I'm going to fuck it up and then it's all going to be gone. And I'm going to be like, you know, you can always do it again. I know. But the first time just the best, you know, because it's like the most candid. I get it for sure. Candid. I know Whitney Cummings was talking on her podcast. She's like, I'm now in this state where I can't even just talk to my friends. Cause I'm like, wait, you need to come on my podcast and talk about that. <laughs> You're like, I get it. Same. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. So Mitch, wait, hold on. Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> hey, Mitch. Okay, I was gonna ask him to turn off my rice, but before we get started, let me go. Turn just, off. just turn off your rice. You want to eat your rice? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mitch. Uh-huh. Hi, Daddy. Want to ask a question? I do want to ask you a question. What do you want to know? Is it filming already? Or yeah, it's recording. I can see it. Haha. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay, off the record. Off the record. <laughs> Not off the record. Huh? Which, the question is, when are you going to send me a bottle of Low Sundays? Oh, okay. Send me your address. I got you. Okay, I already bought a shirt. Just kidding. I don't want free things. It's a crazy pandemic out there. But if I come and visit soon, I'll buy a bottle for okay, you. When are you coming back? Um, I don't know. Me and Jess, we're going to have to talk about that. Are you guys still like in quarantine though? No. Not really? Like are bars open? Uh, outside. Oh. Downey, Republican. (laughs) 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 Bye, Mitch. I'm going to close my door, but text me when it's ready. I don't want you to hear all of my juicy secrets. Oh my gosh. What secrets do I have? Guess you'll have to listen and find out, Mitchell. These secrets. <laughs> okay. Literally, when he said, Do you have a question for ask me a question? All I can think about is, Wanna fuck? <laughs> off the record? Off the record, on the record, all the things. All right, are we ready? Mm-hmm. I started recording, but I just I just start because then I don't know when to actually well, start. Perfect, because then it's always best when the podcast start, starts off with like people like. Joking. Wait, now I can't hear you. Damn it. Okay. Wait. One time in the airport, I because I bring it with, with me when I travel, and they were just like tearing my suitcase apart, and now I always find like little things that like don't work on it. Okay, I have to send you this video. It's like what the airport staff really does with your luggage and it, they're just like throwing it around and like trying out all of your things but that's really funny <laughs> literally what you just said. don't touch my shit <laughs> <laughs> all right i have some rosé what do you have in your life right now some cab that is my favorite welcome to talk taboo thank you I don't know why it's been so, we've waited so long. Oh, You're my most naked friend. <laughs> well, I'm most people's most naked friend. Because I'm people's most naked friend, but then you are just like a whole new level of naked. Yeah. So, so like you're naked and like on your what, 25th birthday, 24th birthday in front of all the dudes kind of naked. <laughs> I'm like naked doing my dishes like hey neighbor kind of naked well, well you, I was gonna say you do that too actually 
<laughs> That's so true. <laughs> but I was trying to think about how long we've been friends for. Is it 13 or 12 years? Because I think I, I think we were seventh grade, so were we twelve when we met? I was gonna say twelve, yeah. So now we're twenty-five. Right. So thirteen years, we can do math. Crazy, isn't that crazy? You're one of my oldest friends. I know. Isn't That's, that cute? It is cute. It's but I so cute. More every day. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, so you've seen me in. I mean, we obviously live far apart, but you've seen me in like every relationship I've been in. Yeah. And same back to you. Yeah. Which is too many to count for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dude, for real. Also, so, the fact that we've gotten in like our worst fights over them. <laughs> okay. I was even thinking about that when I was making this podcast outline. I was like, what is some crazy shit that me and Jessica have done? I'm like, oh yeah, almost fought. <laughs> Yeah. Like we had our biggest like fight, I think, over my ex, which obviously you just had my best interest at heart. And I was like, love is blind when I'm an idiot. But I knew one day you'd think me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like really bad. But I think also the fact that like the fight, because the fight was about him, it was so easy for us to like go back to normal when he was gone, you know? That's very true. I I don't we don't hold any of that against each other at this point. Like, no, we've all been in some relationships where like love is blind and you don't realize what's happening. And also like, even thinking back now, how old were you? We were in high school. I, we had just like gone from high school to college. So I was probably 18. Right. Like I was an adult, but I was a child. (laughs) But think about how much dumb shit that I've done or that anyone has done when they're 18. Right. And you just learn from it and move on. Yeah. And honestly, glad it happened then as opposed to like, not, like if that was a lesson I had to learn at some point, glad I got it out of the way. That's so true. That's so true. Like I didn't waste an adult relationship on something like that. Very true. Have you, did you ever feel like because your parents are high school sweethearts that you had to like stay with and marry your high school sweetheart? Maybe not that boyfriend in specific, but like the other one. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, so the public. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not even like just with those people, but like just in general, you know, like feeling like because your parents did that. You I think feel- like initially, like because they were high school sweethearts, that's what I wanted for myself because I was like, ah, oh, like that's such a perfect love story. What's well, a love story. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I loved mm-hmm. it. And then I got in, like, my first, like, serious high school relationship. Serious for high school. The first or second one? The first one. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, which one was serious? <laughs> well, like, the first, like, that's what I'm saying, like, serious. Yeah. Me. Like, yeah. put a label on it. Yes. First put a label on it. Yeah. And great. Happy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God, I can't marry you. Done. Like. I'm out. <laughs> Wasn't though. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's like what I was supposed to have. Also, maybe I was supposed to have a high school sweetheart, and I panicked and ran. And here we are, ten years later. <laughs> okay, I do. I just think that times are so different now, and also 
you're so different than your parents. Yeah. Like you're the same in some ways, but other ways you're so different. Yeah. Like, can you imagine your mom doing all the dumb shit that you do? (laughs) No, like that would just not happen. Loris is not about it. (laughs) 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 Loris does not walk around her 24th birthday, fourth birthday naked. (laughs) Nor any of her birthdays. You say the like age number in front of it. It makes me sound like this grown ass adult woman <laughs> stomping around naked. Like Jessica's like what? You're barely five foot, or are you five foot? I'm five zero. Thank you very much. Five zero. <laughs> like, I'm five foot and I'm five zero foot inches. <laughs> zero inches after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but when you say it like that, I feel like I'm too old to be doing that. But also, like, mm. no, I'm really not. I'm just, I'm just growing into it. <laughs> I would definitely say that. It's fine. It's just the body. Everyone has one. No, you are confident in your body, though. Like, so many people do not have that, and okay, you're just also, confident. Just everyone knows. I had a bathing suit on, but it was very skimpy. And maybe I flashed a few people. In the morning. <laughs> okay, fine. I had a blanket around me, which I might have dropped a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Liar. Uh, Who knows? Your poor roommate. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, right. Your poor roommate. Your 35-year-old straight male roommate. Oh, darn. I have to see Jessica naked again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this makes it better or worse, but I'm never, like, naked when it's just us. Only That definitely makes it feel better. Mm -hmm. It's more of, like, because I think it's more casual if it's, like, a group setting. (laughs) (laughs) I only get naked in group settings. I like to stay casual. I don't do anything small. (laughs) You're confident in who you are. I think that you're probably one of my most, like the most confident person that I know. And like, honestly, awesome. (laughs) No, seriously. Like I feel, I mean, everyone has their insecurities and things that they don't like, but I would say you're definitely like one of the most confident people that I know. And like, I feel, I feel like, Sometimes you're like, oh, the, the people that seem the most confident are really the most insecure. I just, I'm sure you have insecurities and I know you do, but I just don't think you're like that confident person that's like, oh no, I'm actually like really insecure. Like, I don't think you're like that. I'm actually not. And I feel like every insecurity I have, I like kind of write on my forehead. I'm just like, yep this is what I'm not super stoked about, but here you yeah. go, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's my, my way of, like, laughing it off and being, like, you got to yeah. laugh at yourself. Like, you get what you got and for sure, the best of it. For sure. So how's your dating life been? Um, <laughs> not, not the best ever. Not the worst <laughs> ever. <laughs> Quarantine hasn't just brought out well okay sorry Marin <laughs> who's Marin I think that's my toilet sound I don't know what is going on in there okay sorry quarantine dating 
Okay, so when 2020 started, I was like, here's the deal, Jess. <laughs> no more repeat offenders. Rush star. <laughs> it sounds like you're dating sex offenders. <laughs> Sorry. I just, like, really can't be dating men that rape children anymore. I just feel like I'm really past that. (laughs) It's unhealthy. It's a toxic relationship. (laughs) I know what you meant. You can't can't be fucking guys that you've dated before. Yes. Um, So, no repeats. And then I was, like, only going to go on, like, proper dates like this is my year I'm taking myself so seriously <laughs> and then quarantine happened and it was like well can't meet new people so I guess I just got to take one more lap around true the if anyone maybe deserves a second chance so true that's where we're at now mm-hmm. um so have, have you dated repeat offenders mm. Just like three. It's just three. <laughs> I'm trying to count. <laughs> it's more than three. <laughs> no, I think two. Well, I can think of two right now. Two. I'm just going to make up some names. Okay. Okay, let's just call them like Eric and like Trevor or something. Oh. Okay, if I'm thinking of the same people, you're right, but also you gotta throw Rob in there. Which one's Rob? Um, model Rob. Oh, yep. Okay. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Did I get the first one right? Yeah. Okay. Because then I was thinking that might have been the one you just said. I can't keep them straight. Uh, that was like three years ago, the one I just said. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, 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 okay. So I just feel like with quarantine right now, everyone is so, like, lonely. But now I feel like that things are opening up. It's like, well, I feel like this anyways. It's fame or famine. Like, you have dry spells, and then all of a sudden, it's like these guys can just smell that other dick wants you. Ah. Right? The month of May, I had eight boys like bowing at my feet and <laughs> come <up>. fly. <laughs> like one and a half. <laughs> Where'd they all go? I was like, Where'd wait, they go? Hello. <laughs> wait, doesn't anyone want me? <laughs> Dude, I felt like that like most of quarantine. And then this summer, it's been. F- fame. <laughs> no, I think so. I think it's feast or famine. What did I say? Fame or famine, but famine means like you're starved. <laughs> okay, so I'm not really good at like these analogy things. <laughs> Whatever. It's a figure of speech, anyways. You get the point. Well, then I was like, Cause when I was like, is it fame or famine? I'm like, fame. So then I'm like, that also kind of means famine. <laughs> like, this is a stupid saying. 
All right. All right. All right. It's feasting time, girls. <laughs> it's feasting time. Okay. Also, here's my theory. Okay. Love theories. I'm going to click my point this back again. Sorry. The neighborhood does not need to hear this conversation. It's <laughs> live. Um, here's my other theory. So I was gone at my parents' house for like the first like month of like quarantine because right. why not mm -hmm. and then I came back in May so I'm like is it because I removed myself that all mm. of you guys were like oh I wonder what she's up to where she's been like it's almost like fresh meat all over again and then mm. in July they've had enough of me because like I'm a lot all at once <laughs> once I'm there I'm like you can't get away from me <laughs> so they're like all right <laughs> Dude, that's so true. But I think it's just also like one, everyone's desperate because of quarantine because you can't get out. And two, we haven't had like any human connection. And also I think that when people like you, you naturally get more confident because you're like, Ooh, I feel good. And then yes, feel good, that attracts people. Wait, like, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really like, good point. Nobody loves me. You're just like, and then no one wants to hang out with you. <laughs> yes, because people love confidence. Like, I don't care if you're a guy, girl, heterosexual, homosexual. Like, people love confident people. Yeah. That is very interesting. I never thought about it like that. I thought they were smelling. <laughs> <laughs> your feet, your fame. They were smelling your fame. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my God. This is ruining again. Wait, talk. Hello. Oh, fuck. Okay, now again. Okay, hello. Oh, I heard you drinking, I think. Really? Okay, but what the frick, dude? TSA needs to stop fucking with my shit. <laughs> I gotta find that. And just send it to you. Okay. So, one thing I really want to talk about today. Period sex. Before we give you any background. Are you pro or con period sex? Uh, I guess pro because I'm indifferent so I'm not against it so I can't be okay but why would because you were saying that you didn't know for sure what was that okay well I was also wondering if you meant like me personally or like people like I kind of wanted more context because I feel like if you're choosing to have sex then you need to be okay with periods they happen so like yes. don't make Once the chick feel gross don't make her feel insecure don't make her feel bad if you're gonna have sex and she's on her period just fucking do it don't make thank her you thank you okay but what would be the opposite because you said you're not against it but you're not for it is there like a counter argument oh i mean like if you just don't want to deal with the mess that's one thing but like okay i don't know that's it that's fair that that's the only comp con I can justify is like all right okay messy. yeah you're like okay if it's on my heavy day let's not do it on my white sheets yeah let's go in a shower or something because right. you're like I don't want to deal with it yeah lay lay a tarp down <laughs> get a towel I know you're a handyman no. you got a tarp around here <laughs> no, you want your dog with I don't care <laughs> okay so I bring this up because I I have an next one on. So I've been bleeding for like spotting 
for like six months. It's been fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. Those of you men who are listening that don't know what spotting is, it's like just like a few drops like coming out of your vagina, like enough where I would probably ruin underwear because it'd be like two red drops, you know, but I could put a light tampon up and by the end of the day, just from one tampon, it like hurt to take it out. Okay. Like that's how much I wasn't bleeding. On that note, mm-hmm. this is like getting off topic. Yeah, go for it. I have to say it. Tampons are so misleading. Like they make you feel like you bleed gallons and gallons of blood. This is gross and you can cut this out later. But nope. love the grossness. Um, I switched over to the period cup. It's you did your body. Yeah. the menstrual cup. I've been thinking about doing that so much better for your body. You can't get like TSS or any of that crap. Yes. And it's also better for the environment because you're not tossing like right now, like every couple hours and you reuse the same one and you reuse it for 10 years. Yeah. And it's like what? 20 bucks or something crazy. Yeah, $30. So it's okay. like, what? Like that's like, okay. But what's a pack of tampons? Like 10 bucks. Yeah, exactly. At, like at least. And so anyways, I used that. And the first time I took it out, I was like, wait, that's it. Oh, interesting. It doesn't suck into a tampon. It just sits in the cup. And it is like the smallest amount of blood. And I was like, you're kidding me. Interesting. (laughs) And you, and you get like a same period every month. No, you don't. No. Okay. Are you on birth control? Not right. No. Okay. 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 That's so interesting though. This, so menstrual cups are literally like these plastic cups that you just put up your vagina and it like catches it. I always think that you're going to like, it's going to come down the sides or something and dribble, Mm -hmm. but I've heard that that doesn't happen. It's so good. You just like, yeah. I mean, cause I don't know. You just like spin it around make sure Mm -hmm. it's like, there's nothing like pushed in and if it's inserted properly, like there's no leaking and like at all. Interesting. And I've never even filled the cup up halfway and I'm using the small size. So I'm like, I, yeah. Like that is very interesting, actually. Honestly, huge advocate. Try it, try it, try it. I've been thinking about trying it. It's just like one of those things. I'm like, haven't gone around to it. You can keep them in for like 12 hours. Like that's like, so you just like take a shower in the morning and at night and I just take it in and out in the shower. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even think about it. You don't feel it. Like, you know, sometimes if you put a tampon in wrong, it like kind of hurts. And you yeah, you have to put it up farther. You feel it all Yeah. Time. Right, 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 right. You don't lose at all. Well, that's... Not, they don't suck up all the good moisture in your body. Right, 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 right. All right, you already sold me. I mean, I've been thinking about it for a while, but I'm just like, I just need to pull the trigger and do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to... Here. Okay, anyway, so the last like five days... I'm like off of it now. I was like bleeding and I call it, I was heavy bleeding. It was not heavy bleeding. It was like a normal period. I just don't get normal periods. And so I was like bleeding normally. I was on the phone with my friend who I have sex with. And I was like, just so you know, dude, like I'm kind of on my period. And he was, I was like, just, you know, since you're going to like spend the night tonight. And he was like, okay. And I was like, right. So like, if you, I was like, I don't really have any non-expired condoms. So like, if you care, bring yourself a condom. And he was like, uh, yeah, I can bring a condom, but I don't really care. And I was like, okay, cool. It was kind of like a Taylor. Why, why did you bring it up? I'm gonna go fuck. 
don't like, want to talk about it, but it's fine. <laughs> but like, why, why do you think I care? Yeah. And I was just like, what a great response. <laughs> Either act like you don't care or be like, uh, yeah, I, I do not care. Like, I guess act like you're nonchalant or just say, yeah, I don't care unless you care, like whatever. Right. Or if you're into that, then just say it, but. Doesn't it just really make it more like wet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> people that have been commenting on the, the poll I posted today, like one of the people commented and was like, one of the best sex I've ever had is when my girlfriend was on her period. Yeah. I'm like, girls are horny on their period. They are like down for it unless they are super self-conscious about your body. And I think that like when I tell guys like, oh, I'm on my period, just so you know, I think the function of like that behavior is like, I want validation for you to be like, oh, I don't care. Right. Like I want you to be like, oh, I'm not disgusted by your body or what's happening. Or right. like, just be like, oh, that's fine. We can just have sex in the shower or something. So it like, doesn't, we don't have to do laundry after. Okay, also, they have these, like, other kinds of, like, tampon alternatives, I don't mm -hmm. know what you call it, that you can have sex on. You're teaching me so many things today, Jessica. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, hard plastic around the side, then there's circle, and then they have, mm -hmm. like, a little, like, soft plastic, like, pouch, mm -hmm. and you put them in. The same way as like the menstrual cup, kind of. They're okay. Reusable. And these ones are not technically reusable. Okay. But also, like, you could probably pop them in once or twice, like, if you're out and about. You know what I mean? For sure. Okay. Okay. Pinch it off, pop it back in, yeah. but, like, change it every day. Um, but yeah, it's hard plastic on the side and it's like soft plastic in the middle, and you pop it in and it can like go both ways. Oh. It keeps like the blood above. Right. Anyway. Like if the penis is hitting it. All these great things for all, the, for all these guys that <laughs> hate period sex. <laughs> like a little bitch. And also I think society makes us feel like women feel like we're so dirty and gross, which is why we have like vagina wipes and like you fuck douches and you name it of all these things that are actually really bad for us. And we use them to smell good. Because, like, we are taught that our body is kind of gross and, like, we need to do something about it. Like, sorry, keep going. No, go go for it. I was just going to say, like, that should not be something that makes you feel unattractive because that's, like, one of the most beautiful parts of the woman's body. You right? Know? Yes. Like, I don't know. So it was just crazy. So I was listening. I love Whitney Cummings. Holler at you, girl. Um, Amber Riley was on Whitney Cummings podcast and she was talking about how this was like racist stuff, but how she, she's like, it's not my job to educate people about racism. Like it's not my job to educate my friends about racism when you can easily look up what Black Lives Matter is on the internet. Like, I'm down to talk to my friends about it, but come to me with information because I'm exhausted. And I know that the situation is not as important as racism. And I'm understanding that. But when I listened to that, I was like, I am so tired of teaching these guys about sex. And for the longest time, I've kind of felt guilty about that because my mom was like, Taylor, they don't know unless you don't teach them. And I'm like, okay, fine for the fact that 
if you're fingering me in a way that hurts or doesn't feel good, like I will redirect you. If you're eating me out in a way that whatever, I can redirect, that's fine. And I can educate about that. But I do not need to tell you that you need 30 minutes of foreplay. You need to finger me and eat me out before I'm ready from before my vagina is ready for me to have sex. Look that shit up in a fucking textbook. And I don't know if it's because I educate about sex all the time, but I'm so fucking tired of educating these guys on simple shit that you should be looking up. Am I wrong? No, you're not. And honestly, like a dime a dozen guys are like, oh yeah, like I read an article about this. And you're like, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Yes. For not acting like you're the superior in the situation. Right. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that they are, I am trying to say that, (laughs) (laughs) but I just like, I'm like, it's, there's too much information out there to not be educated. Yeah. And like, if I am not in the mood to suck a guy's dick randomly, usually I am, you're welcome. People pleaser. But if I'm not for some reason, like, I don't want a guy to be like, suck my dick you know and like i'm not gonna do that to them i'm not gonna be like eat me out like finger me in a way like if you i'm not gonna force you to do something that you're uncomfortable with and i'm fully which is right yes okay yeah and if he is fine like if that's something that he wants to say for like a like a girlfriend relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. to each their own that's fine but then he needs to communicate that yes i thought about that too and i kind of i'm like why though like well, I don't know. I'm like I'm with you. Yes, but I definitely like, thought like, about that. Yeah, like before. I'm like it's just like a more like intimate thing. Like oh, that's one step. Right. My conclusion is that I am not gonna subject myself to. I was gonna say homophobic. <laughs> that's inaccurate. Vaginophobic men. And I deserve better. And I deserve men who are going to do their fucking research before they talk to a woman in their life about sex. Honestly, agreed. Great. Also, I feel like guys that are, like, very attractive just, like, stomp around. Mm -hmm. need anything other than their looks. And granted, like, there's women like that, too. I'm not saying it's, like, a dude thing. Yes, for sure. However, I feel like beautiful people sometimes, not always, sometimes Mm -hmm. write off their looks. Or like, it's like a looks or a big dick thing. Ooh, okay. So like... I know someone like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, we do. I just... However, it's still like so, it's just inconsiderate. Okay, and I know boys both ways, so I'm just curious as to what you think, but do you think that guys that typically tend to, like, care or know or, like, have done their research, do you think they're more, like, relationship guys, like, bounce around guys? Like, do you think they're, like, more one than the other? I don't know. I mean, based off my own experience, I mean, the best person that I've ever had sex with, he's the oldest person I've ever had sex with, 35, And he was not looking for a relationship. So I don't know. But like, had he been in a lot of serious relationships? I mean, not, not that many, but like, yeah, he was 35. He's been in a few. 
Why? What do you think? I just like, cause I like, I know both. And I feel like, yeah, like relationship guys are like obviously considerate of like their other half. Right. Or significant other. But But I I feel like I know random guys that like care a lot. And I'm like, okay, this is like, Mm -hmm. great. But I'm just like, I wonder, I just want to know what it is about those guys that like makes them care. And is it just consideration? Is it curiosity? Is it? Well, and I think part of it though, is like some guys get off on getting girls off. Yeah, that's true. You know, like if I want the guy to get off, like I'm going to give my best, my A efforts on that blowjob. You know what I mean? If I don't really give a fuck about them or anything, then like I'm not like I have told, I think I've had like, really, really positive sex compatibility and relationships with like four people. How many do you feel like you've had? You have it all written down on your phone too. I, I literally have every guy that I've slept with on my phone. I put a little tongue thing if they've eaten me out and I put a little kissy if it was good and it has their Zodiac sign next to it. And then it's all calculated at the end. (laughs) Eat that bitch. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't disagree. It's so hard to be sexually compatible. So hard. I don't like few people. Have, did I give you my anal sex comparison yet? I can't remember if I did that. Oh no, I didn't. I need a consensus because I feel like I always get the guys that don't have period sex and don't eat me out and don't finger me. And then my fucking roommates are like, I've never met anyone that has that viewpoint. And I'm like, what the hell? So we had three guys over the other day. All three of them said, fuck that. I'm not having period sex. So I said, would, but so then later down the line, cause you can't ask it right after or else they put them together. <laughs> their brains you need to separate it you know um so i said well how do you feel about anal sex and they all said yes to anal so i'm like you fuckers are willing to get shit on your dick Literally. god forbid that you get a little period blood on the tip of your dick how the fuck does that make sense to anyone no i actually like my jaw's like on the floor right now because I'm like, I, I cannot comprehend it. Good analogy, right? They're all like, oh, let me put in your butt. Let me put in your butt. Are you about <laughs> anal sex? Get out of that. And then they're like, sorry, blood, you've crossed the line. But like, if you were to like fall and scrape your knee, they'd be the first one to like come wipe the blood off and put a bandaid on it. Like, it's the same fucking blood. Well, right? it's not, but like, it is. But now, this is a. This is another thing. It's like, what do you guys think periods are? Like, we don't just, like, fucking have tubs and gallons and gallons of blood just coming out of us at all times. Like, if I'm on my period and I have a tampon up there and you take it out, then it's pretty much cleared out. Right. Like, maybe in, like, an hour or two, you know, it'll come down or whatever. But... I fucking know your ass. You're not fucking for an hour. So the odds that you're going to get any blood on your dick are probably really low. 
unless you're one of those girls, which I was before I was on birth control that had insane periods. But then in that, at that point, I'm so bloated that I'm like, fuck off. You know, you're like, I don't feel cute right now. Yes. I'm going to pass. That's a mean choice. I'm just so confused on like, what do they think's happening? Like they're going to come out of you with this bloody ass vampire dick. What? No. Like I've had sex on my period my entire life. And never once has that happened. I think like with one of my exes, probably a few of them, there was like some, bl- like one little thing, like he's like, is that blood? Like, I'm not really sure, you know? And it was cause I pointed it out. But like, have you ever had sex on your period and they've pulled out and you're like, oh, bloody mess. No. Me neither. No. Never in my life. So I'm just really confused on how they're getting this information. I'm sure it was their fifth grade sex ed class. I'm sure it was. They're like, that's not a baby, so yikes. And they've never looked back. (laughs) Um, You edit this, right? Yes. Can I tell you a really funny story just because you're here right now? And I can't put this on my podcast. I just don't think you're going to want to. Uh, try me. Okay. So, back to the period guy. Back to the period guy? Yeah, the period okay. cup. The period cup. Yeah. Period cup. Yes. So, you have to boil it in water. I'm, like, talking quieter now because the bitch is here. But you have to, you have to boil it in water. Yeah, between every cycle. Well, that makes sense because you're killing the germs because you're a hygienic person. Right. Like a normal human being. Got it. So you boil it between every single. So I have this pot that I boil it in. Mm -hmm. I'm not like so freaked out that he was like, okay, we're keeping this pot in your cabinet. This is Wait, Mitch said this or the guy? Mitch, Mitch. Oh my God, yes. Mitch is the roommate, everyone. (laughs) This is your pot. It's in your cabinet. Like, whatever like I'm not grabbing it by mistake and I'm like okay I don't care and so I'm like bleeding and so I put the menstrual cup in the period pot and I'm boiling it the period pot yeah <laughs> done so I go to the bathroom I take I a shower, period put pot. it in and then I'm like, <sighs> I'm gonna cost it for dinner and I was like you know what I keep telling him that this period pot is not gross Mm-hmm. I want to prove my point. I'm going to stand my period pot. So I empty the water, rinse it out, fill it back up, boil the water for my pasta. And <laughs> so I start boiling my pasta. And I, well, I yes. was you don't want mm-hmm. pasta, right? Because I'm about to use the period pot. And he was like, no, I'm going to make my own dinner. And I was like, okay. Boil it in the period pot. And then we're both sitting on the couch eating our separate dinners and eating my pasta. <laughs> and he's like looking over at it and he's like, whatever. And then he like goes to like take one and I was like, you remember this is from the period pot, right? And he was like, eh. and he puts it in his cup. <laughs> this is the part I don't think you're really gonna want it. <laughs> and he goes, he's like eating it and I was like, Mm, does it taste like unfertilized babies? Unfertilized babies. <laughs> and he was like, mm-hmm. I should have got up and ran to the kitchen. 
comes and sits down. And I go, it's basically like the same as if you eat eggs in the morning. And then I look down and he's having fucking eggs for dinner. <laughs> And he was like, <laughs> You're fucking insane. Dude, that is the most Jessica thing I've ever heard in my life. Stoked. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Also pretty fucked up, but um I wonder if Mitch would have period sex. Do you want me to go ask him? Yeah. Bring him in here. Okay. On the record. On the record. Bring him in here. I kinda need to pee. Hold on. Let me pee while you do that. Break time. I'm gonna get my dinner. What? I said break time. I'm gonna get my dinner. Okay, break time, break time. Hello, did you bring your dinner guest? Yeah, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing in a dinner, a dinner date. <laughs> Hello, dinner date. Hola. Always great to see you. Just saw you 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, Mitch, I have a real question for you. Jessica, did you tell him the question? I prefaced a bit, but he didn't tell me any answers. Great. I just said, are you okay to answer this question? Do you want to come? And he said, yes, would love it. All right, Mitch. Sure. <laughs> Do you... Are you willing, do you have period sex? While your partner is on her period, will you fuck her? Okay, it's not will or won't you. I think it's circumstance-based. I, I don't have a definitive yes or no. It all depends on the mood of the time. Okay, um, so what would those circumstances be? Situation and, and where, and you know. There's more factors, because I guess... Okay, know. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think it is it something you're more willing to do with someone that you're, like, dating as opposed to, like, a hookup? Or does that not matter? Um, I think, obviously, you'd probably do it more often with someone you're dating because you're more comfortable. But mm -hmm. if you're on a hookup, if it's, you know, there's obviously there's a lot more... Um, what's the word? Hormones running in a hook, a hookup, you know? Okay. <laughs> like more adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I want to fuck them so bad. And then mm -hmm. it's Shark Week. But so you like, <laughs> Shark Week. So then you. Then you no like, one's ever going to think of Shark Week the same. Shark Week is ruined for me this year, just so everyone knows. So then, yeah. <laughs> it depends. And then it's like, I mean, in the showers, chill. Yeah. that's what we said yeah like i never have a drama that in the bedroom it's situational i think it's is it situational based on like you don't want to do laundry or is it situational like you think it's gross oh a little oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's our answer <laughs> i mean it's not rad i'm not gonna say it's gross but you're not Mm -hmm. on it you know but you know it's just natural and it's part of life but it's, mm -hmm. you know it's not ideal but i'm not you know obviously i've done it multiple times i'm trying to think of a situation where you wouldn't do it can you think of one in your mind where i wouldn't do it 
Yeah, where you'd be like, fuck that. Like lunchtime. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do people actually what, ask what? to have period sex at lunchtime? What, what, what do you mean? Why and why? Why is that like a lunchtime? No, breakfast, I'm chilling. Lunch is like a no go. <laughs> <laughs> Because you have to shower in the morning. Yeah, you just woke up. You know, you, you gently morning <laughs> lunchtime. It's like middle of the day. The you know the most light you can get on your white sheets and all the rest. I don't know. It's it's a so, tough question. I don't want to so say. So dinner is okay it's and like dessert you, is cool like, too. Honestly, it's situational because it's all based on the mood. Like if you're horny, she's down. I mean. Yeah, like if she's comfortable and she's like, yes, I'm down for this. Like, you know, there's other things you can do, and I don't know. Are you down for anal sex? Yep. No circumstance based? Um, not really, I don't think. Okay, so you're down for poop, but you're not for period blood. No. <laughs> That Depends was, on the mood, though, for period blood. She has to prep for that. No, I was about to say, <laughs> but you just, I was about to say, as long as preparations have been made. And <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing at himself. Uh, He's like, no, good point, bitch. Her. No, I didn't. Uh, told her what? That was a poop story once. We <laughs> all stories. We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Now you have to say the poop story. No way. <laughs> now once though once it happened with with someone and there was okay. some poop involved and what well, well, and well, she well, shit on your dick. But it's life. Yeah, yeah it's life. It You're happened, very you know? grounded, Mitch. Yeah. Um, you are so Australian. What do you think is worse though? <laughs> just like just like I'm curious, what's worse? Poop like, or blood? Yeah. Oh, good. Question, Wait, Jess. So. Poop or blood on the dick? Poop's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. worse. Poop's worse. Yeah. That's like that. That's like a no-brainer for me. Yeah. But worse. Whoa, that shit smells so much worse than blood. Jessica, your shit smells so much worse than blood. All right. Didn't think we were going there tonight. <laughs> He's just such a, how old are you, Mitch? When he gets uncomfortable, shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, girls don't poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now he's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> he's like, you only said you were going to ask about the period. Yeah, you, you guys baited me. So. We baited you. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. I'm a little brighter. How old are you, Mitch? 37. Mm. And you're an Aussie. No wonder why you don't care. Can I ask? <laughs> can I ask you a personal question? Well, let's hear the question. If you don't want to answer it, you can just say, "Taylor, I'm really uncomfortable, and I don't want to answer that question." <laughs> <laughs> Are you circumcised? No, I'm not. That's a very Aussie thing. How do you feel about circumcision? I. To tell you the truth, don't think about it a lot. Boys don't think about those things. We don't ask each other. But mm -hmm. yes, I when I have thought about it, it was there for a reason. We for sure. So your kids, if you have a boy. Yeah, I don't think I was circumcised. 
It's such a, it's such a weird cultural thing. We talked about this on my last episode with Jonathan because he is Latino, but and grew up Latino and they don't, America is like the only country that circumcises. Kind of gnarly, like to grab a little kid's dick and chop the end of the skin off. Like, yes. I've oh, seen it. Like and, surgery. Why is it not the same as like yeah. a boob job? And I've heard the, I've heard the, um, excuse like a cleanliness thing, yeah that, like, that has been debunked so many times yeah it's like my dick clean as can be always you're like what i because you grow up learning to clean yourself well yeah it's not like oh you <laughs> grow up and you get a lesson in dick cleaning it's just like you clean yourself it's like it's there's no course for uncircumcised people to learn how to clean yourself <laughs> <laughs> like all right we're going to separate everyone circumcised you go to this class everyone not so good you go to the playground and play like all the other way around did i mess that up no it doesn't matter the point is, is yeah <sighs> dude that's <laughs> i asked so but many clean yourself regardless so like yeah. who cares yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't had any complaints. Like, I don't know. Maybe they complain behind my back, but. I haven't heard any complaints. Yeah. So, That's good. They'd probably tell Jessica. Yeah. Lots of them so. like to chat with me. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to hide. I don't really care. I just feel like American girls are just used to them being circumcised. Well, to tell you the truth, I've never, like, I don't know. I grew up watching American movies where boys seem to be all naked together in the showers of college and that. Like, Australia's not like that. I didn't grow up seeing my Really? Yeah, no. So I'm like, I don't have a lot of comparative dick data to go off. Dick data. But do you think American boys grew up seeing each other's weeds? I don't have a lot of dick data to go off of. Yeah, so, but... Wait, wait, what do you... Way more dicks than I have, so like you see the differences. Like, is there a difference for you guys? I think just like I've only had sex with like two uncircumcised penises, and one of them was an Aussie. And yeah. I, th- and I like so I can't speak for other dudes, but if I've got an erection, it's not. It you can't tell. You can't tell. Yeah. Right. I don't know. So, Dude, yeah. I've I've had sex with people where I'm like, are they circumcised or are they not? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you can't tell. It's only when you you're, f- yeah, when you're flaccid. And it's chilling. So wait, going back to this American Aussie thing, do you guys like? Do you guys not like shower together? Like, not in like a weird way, but like in the locker room or something? No, we don't. Our schools. And like, stuff. how is it different? don't have we don't have showers and we're not i went i grew up in public school system we don't have showers at school you don't at all no did we i can't even remember yes we okay. for sure did I didn't use them, but we did no. i didn't use them because i was way too insecure about my body and i was also like i got 10 minutes to get to second period i was like my hair <laughs> what who cares what my vagina looks like my hair um <laughs> <laughs> We should ask our guy friends from high school if they ever showered together. They did. I have asked them this before. They all showered like after football practice and stuff. That's how they all know that one of our friends has an uncircumcised dick. So it's, uh, it's can I guess? 
Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I feel like I heard that. So uh, I take it the majority the majority in America is circumcised. Oh yeah. yeah. We can't speak for America, but <laughs> uh, I've been around America and uh <laughs> Taylor's made around. <laughs> no, it, it's pretty much everyone in America is circumcised unless they have like a cultural like contraindication so like a lot of like hispanics and latino men are not circumcised yeah. if you have like an australian background like not. religion right maybe isn't that bad to have that beeping when she's recording well i didn't think i was gonna get text to be honest but it turns it's out i'm popular <laughs> see she did want that while i was recording I don't know. How else do you think that American guys are different than Aussie guys, Mitch? Uh, that's a broad question. It's no, also very yeah. interesting. It is so interesting. What area? What a remote standout. Sorry, I'm spitting my broccoli up there. Just like dating. What's the most standout difference? Like dating, how they act around women, girls, sex, whatever. I don't know, the, the group of people I'm around here are my friends, and it's maybe just because I've selected people that I'm similar to, they're, mm -hmm. they're not a whole lot different to my friends in Australia, how they would be, they're like, I feel like we're very similar, but I, I live in Orange County, and I think Orange County is probably, well, Southern California is probably the most similar place to australia anywhere in the world really like i've been through europe and a lot of places and southern california is the most like living in australia wait i could see that though because they're very like open and accepting of other people and they're not so much like in their no yeah they're just guns yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. Chilling. yeah. And now they are so yeah I, I feel like it's pretty that's pretty similar i don't, I don't see know. it I feel like Aussies are just a lot more like relaxed and <clears throat> they're not so worried about like, like their careers and what's going to happen. And like, not in like a bad way though, like in like You're a hundred years. Of the no, like I'm going to take a year <laughs> off of school. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. We were convicts. No, like, I think that they're like, I'm going to take a year off of school because I want to see the world and fuck around. And yeah, like, I think there's so much to be said for that. I think like culturally, the, the, one of the biggest differences I noticed in Australia to here is like, we grow up in Australia, it teaches you in school, like teaches you world history, not Australian history. The news in Interesting. the afternoon has local news, national news, world news. So the local news is on at like four in the afternoon for your local area. Then five is like the national, what's going on around Australia. And then six is like the world news. So we grow up seeing all of America, mm -hmm. Europe, like Asia, everything that's happening there. So we feel like we know the world a lot and we're not, we don't grow up conditioned to um, graduate school, go to college, got a degree it's like a lot of people especially guys are encouraged to leave school early and start start apprenticeships to become builders so they leave mm -hmm. they don't finish high school they leave and the government helps sub subsidize them to go into the workforce and they learn a, a trade and become builders and so by the time they're 20 
21, they're fully qualified builders and they've been earning money the whole time. So, and then, Do they make a good living though as builders yeah, and yeah, construction building. workers? Yeah, they make, they make good money for sure. Yeah. Because okay. so, I feel like some people do that here, right, Jess? Like, I mean, we know a bunch of people from high school that did that. Like, they didn't go to college and stuff, but I don't know if they're, like, as well off as maybe, like, Australia. I, I feel like it's different. Like, it is. I feel like, and I'm not saying they are because I don't believe they are, but I feel like here they're looked at as more of, like, dropouts. Yeah, Very true. Like, yeah. yeah. Or, like, Australia they're being goes. boosted by their, like, community. Yeah, right has this there's definitely everyone is like you go to school then you go to college even even though if yes. you don't know what you want to do you you pick something and you go to college right. Australia mm-hmm. was more you don't go and we say university you don't go to university mm-hmm. unless yeah. you really know what you want to do and then you have to go to university to get that degree so if you're in school it's right like, I want to be a vet I want to be an engineer so then you plan to go to university to get the degree but if you're unsure of what you don't want to do you finish school, you travel, you work somewhere until you figure it out, and then maybe you'll go to university two or three years after you finish school when you really know what you want to do or you find a job that you like and you just start working. Right. Honestly, I feel like you guys have the right idea because I feel like so I agree. people go into college like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm undecided. But, like, let them Undecided go. major. Like, you have so much stress to, like, next, next, next. Like, yeah, 100%. Since when? Like, well, who it's cares? It's, it's, like, a, it's a business. It's like, <laughs> we're going to get into politics. <laughs> no, but seriously, it is, though. Yeah, like, yeah. we're trying to build wealth. Yeah, but it's, like, you're going into a lot of debt for that wealth, you know? You get a yeah. lot of connections, but, you know... There's a lot of people you but speak to that went to college. They're like, yeah, I've got 50,000, 80,000 student debt and I've got my degree and I've never used it. And then, yeah, they change careers. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. yeah. But I think another thing is just kind of like lost time. You know, like you go and you don't really know what you want. And like now you have all this debt, but like also you have a lot of lost time. Whereas like you could have been... You know, their primes just slaving away. Traveling, slaving away. Learn what you want. If you just, you know, go to school, school, school in the one area or in the states. But if you're fortunate enough and you have the means to be able to travel and go see some other countries and go around, you'll expose yourself to a lot of different types of people and businesses and careers and just life in general, which you know is going to give you better ideas of things you might want to do. Right, and you're learning in that way. I feel like every time. Every time, every time I travel, I'm like, I learn something so about myself. I learn something about the world and it like kind of just like regrounds me. And I feel like a lot also, of Americans don't have that. Other countries do things differently and it's not necessarily right or wrong. Like the, right. the way they do it or the way it's done here or the way it's done in Australia is right or wrong. It's just like, there's different ways to do the same thing. And you mm-hmm. know, it's, yeah, no one's right. No one's wrong. It's just. Yeah. But we're so focused on like being the best country and being the richest country and having the most successful i know that's what i'm saying though it's like that's what we're focusing on you are america is a great country you guys are great people you have an incredible country a free country you can do a lot here that you can't do in other countries so don't go down that rabbit hole but the only way to know is to get out and travel go to europe go to australia true Go and see, and there's different types of things. Then maybe you come back and go, okay, I'm, this is a great country. There's a lot of good things, mm-hmm. you know, and, you, you know, you, you guys essentially broke away from 
the monarchy you started your own country based on start on monarchy yeah <laughs> no, you're so funny because i feel like when you're like oh yeah you have to travel and get out and do these things i feel like every time i travel i'm like fuck america <laughs> it's like, like you want what you can't have dude it's like i learn things from other countries like i go to holland or i go to thailand and meet all these australians and you know you name it and i'm like well this place sucks the only two places have, that I've ever been to that I love America more is India and China. <laughs> wow. But I feel like the middle of everything is like the best place to be because it's like the most accepting. That's like, how I believe true. it. A yeah. little bit, let everyone do their thing as long as you're not harming someone else or trying to yes. attack yes. other people. If you don't do it the way we do or think like we do, you're wrong or you're bad. That is the worst mm -hmm. way to think. Not everyone should be able to do it their way. And maybe we all take a little bit of each other's cultural ways of doing things and then right. understand each other a little bit more. There's yeah. two, I feel like there's, when and maybe we don't, don't just don't control it sure and but yeah. if people that don't travel enough don't understand that there's yeah there's different mm -hmm. ways to do things and approach things and it doesn't mean that people are bad if they yeah. do it a different way it's just a different way actually yeah. the same if everyone was the same thought the same lived the same the world would be so far we wouldn't dark. evolve it would be the most boring place in the world you need yeah. diversity yeah yeah you don't need shit people and there's plenty of those <laughs> and on that note yeah <laughs> bye mitch thanks mitch well, that was like a very great extra to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> From period sex to like world peace. <laughs> and Mitch is looking hot as always. You hear that? <laughs> I said from period sex to world peace. And Taylor said, and Mitch is looking hot as always. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, I see you, baby. <laughs> Bye, Daddy. Bye. <laughs> Mitch, I'm coming for you. Look at him. On my period, Mitch. I'm coming for you. On my period. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you. All right, Jessica. I went completely off topic of everything I wanted to talk about, and that is my favorite podcast. <laughs> I love not being on tune because that means you know that we're having a good old time we really did spiral like a lot that's kind of how i we pinballed for sure i was like if you have ever had conversations with me or us that's just kind of what we do though mm -hmm. which is very appreciated all right do, is there anything else we should talk about fuck I, you have to come on again i feel like we didn't get everything out that's fine we can do that okay i'm always here for you obviously i'm sure there's plenty of topics we didn't burn through i could burn through so many topics with you because we just <laughs> i kind of feel like i've just been hanging out with you honestly same and i've really enjoyed this right isn't it kind of fun like everyone gets so like oh i don't know if i want to do the podcast i'm like i'll just just act like we're hanging out yeah that's why i bring alcohol for all my guests but you have to bring your own because you're in la why do you think that I am um, stuffed in the store? For wine. Yeah. For I hope. That is incredible. Well, I, I guess I, okay, one of my questions that I was going to ask you is what do you do with your life? And your answer was that you are in fashion, except for not right now because of COVID. Right. So what do you do for your life, Jessica? Just as an ender. 
this is i'm like picturing it now the music is coming on the podcast like this is gonna like spiral under another conversation what do i do jessica's life the fashion industry which i've always loved Mm -hmm. because i think that it makes women feel good about themselves true and i know that there's a lot of backlash about it but Mm -hmm. i think end all be all it's a very uplifting industry and it's also kind of like anything else in life like it is what you make it so like if you choose to focus on like the stupid idealistic models or whatever like mm-hmm. that's your choice but if you think about how you feel yeah. and it's the clothing that you love mm-hmm. that's a different way to think about it it makes you feel good right like there's two sides to everything and whatever that's, that's an in- that's an interesting point of view right like everyone feels good in something and everyone feels jealous of someone else, but that's not just the fashion industry. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like doing better at like including like all sizing and all whatever. But um, this is random. I don't even like, think I've talked to you about this, but I'm thinking about like, I think we have guests over. <laughs> <laughs> Hello dog, come oh, cuddle. Yeah of like exploring nutrition so that'll be interesting wait what what did you just say i'm thinking of exploring nutrition <laughs> oh like being a nutritionist mm-hmm. jessica this would be that is you i know um i have nothing but time right now because the fashion industry is obviously like no one wants to spend a hundred dollars on anything because right because no one has a hundred dollars yeah worst case mm-hmm. scenario i learned something about my health and best case scenario i learned something about my health and i can use it as like for sure wait well so what do you want to do with that right now do you ha- just i gotta go to school and then just be a nutritionist and see what dude you jessica so those of you who don't know jessica says all the shit wrong with her digestive system. I literally have every health issue ever. <laughs> yes, seriously. Actually, Jess, before we end, and I can cut this out too if you want, but Meniere's. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about that. What is it? You even stumped your nursing best friend I... on what that was. Yeah. How have you been dealing all the things? So I feel like these are all aspects, like, obviously, like, just to preface everyone, like, mm-hmm. since I was little, I've been, like, iron deficient. I have, like, EG, EE, which are, like, very basically, like, acid buildup problems, which are, like, stupid mm-hmm. and annoying, but they, like, hurt, and, like, I yeah. literally had appendicitis, and I didn't know it, and then, like, two years ago, so I was, like, 23, Mm-hmm. and like my ear just started ringing it felt like clogged like I was on an airplane all the time and I went in and they were just like oh you have bad allergies and I was like mm-hmm. no I've had allergies my whole life like you're wrong mm-hmm. anyways like six months later they diagnosed me with Meniere's which is like what people get when they're like 65 or 70 and your hearing just goes away for no good reason and, and you're 65 so that makes sense yeah I'm exactly 65 minus <laughs> but um yeah and so they were like low sodium no sodium realistically they changed your diet in order to improve your hearing 
right because it's all about blood pressure and the crystals in my inner ear and like right. mm-hmm. and so I'm like on a bunch of diet plans oh and I'm like allergic to dairy but only because it triggers my EG so I'm like a no dairy no salt low caffeine mm-hmm. I don't know high iron 80 pound year old five foot zero person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've gone to doctors I've gone to nutritionists nothing I've gone all the places yeah it's all just kind of a lot and nothing all at the same time Mm -hmm. but I figure if I go to nutrition school learn it about myself yeah so Meniere's you had it in one of your ears right yeah and it commonly spreads to the other Mm -hmm. so what is what is so people that don't know Meniere's is basically like a blood pressure issue in your eardrum which is weird because I don't have high blood pressure no because you eat great yeah it's like a separate but connected issue it's the weirdest thing ever it is weird so like your high blood pressure is not or sorry your blood pressure is not high but your blood pressure in your ears are high which makes you lose your hearing indefinitely so you are in what percentage in each ear? So I have 40% hearing left in my left ear, and I'm still at 100 in my right. Okay. But I do have a hearing aid for my left. And your hearing aid is amazing. It's very it, interesting, though. It is interesting, but I can't even ever tell that you have it in. You can't see it, but, like, when I have it in, it sounds like I have a microphone up to my ear, so it doesn't sound like natural hearing. It sounds, like, very, like it sounds like someone has like a speaker up to my ear and I'm like, okay, like I can never decide if I like it or not. Oh, so do you have it in like right now? I don't have it in right now. No. So when do you wear it? Well, I remember like going to the bars and stuff and we're like, Jessica, you're like, go in this ear, you know, like (laughs) I I feel like it's hard in like loud places. So when, when do you wear it? I, I feel like I wear it. I never wear it. I, well, I wear it as much I as I wear my retainer. Like, I can't wear it in water and I can't wear it to work out. So like if I'm wearing Wait, it, why can't you wear it to work out? Because I sweat a lot. and Oh, and that <laughs> like damages water it? Resistant, but I like am not going to oh. put it in water just to like wear it during a workout class when I don't need it, you know? Right, 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 but, right. Like I typically wear it in like lunch or dinner scenarios when I know like I'm going home I'm not going to be out for a long time like I try Mm -hmm. not to wear it I try to wear it only for like my predictable days and not for like when I'm like I don't know where the day's gonna take me like Mm -hmm. I don't want it on Mm -hmm. but like I want it with me when I'm like I know I'm going to lunch with a group of people in a restaurant and then coming home like right 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 right. like if I'm watching tv at home and I'm I like to lay on my right side. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to lay on my right side. I'm going to put my hearing aid in because I'm like, <laughs> right, right, right. So like, okay. I just, I only like to wear it when I like know what the day holds kind of thing. Okay. Okay. But so what do they think about it spreading to your other ear? Have they given you any like information or advice about that? Um, Besides the low salt diet. <laughs> it's not super likely like most more often than not it doesn't spread oh really yeah 
I, for some reason, I thought the other way around. Well, when you got this, I like looked it all up and I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Like, you might be right because I, well, I my right ear is like getting worse and worse. But then is it? what's interesting about it is I think it's a little bit of like the placebo effect because like I'm mm. so scared of it happening to my other ear that every time anything happens, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go in for a hearing test and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think now I'm just like on my toes about it. Yeah. Well, and being so paranoid about it, your cortisol is higher, which makes your salt higher. So that's probably not best for it. I didn't realize that. So I should like chill out. You're like, okay, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. But I feel like you've handled it so well. I remember when you first got it. And God, I felt so bad for you. And I know that there's so many people that probably go through this that are probably going to appreciate this, but you, your attitude when you got it, Jess was like, people are dying. Like people have conditions that are going to kill them. And you felt so guilty that you felt so sad about like losing your hearing in one year or whatever. And like, I think that says so much about you because you were just like, well, you know, like I'm not dying and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jessica, like you can (laughs) grieve the loss of your hearing. Like I, but you know, how many people go through this and just milk it. Right. And are like, my life is over. Nothing is. And I'm sure you thought about this at some point, right. You're like, oh my God, like, what if I go deaf and all these fears come up? But like, you were like, you felt bad for feeling bad. Yeah. <laughs> you did. And you were like, well, you know, people are dying and blah, blah, blah. And then you hear about like my kids that I had at the time or whatever. And I'm sure that didn't make you feel better. Sorry about that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was just like, you realized that like your life was not over, but you were still trying to grieve and mend your hearing. And it's like, we all go through things that like, yeah, they might not kill us, but like, fuck, and you know? Feel. It's to- and that was like, she was that I've always been like, it, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And it's not a big deal. Don't like make a scene like, mm-hmm. but like, it's okay to feel yes. okay to have those feelings. But I also think what was interesting about like, going through it at such like a middle age like I wasn't mm-hmm. young where, like you don't understand yet and it's not a big right. deal it's just life you know mm-hmm. and I wasn't so old where it's like oh yeah that comes and goes you know like I'm at the end of the road mm-hmm. but it was like I was like 23 and I was just angry and that's what was but like that's part of the grief process and that was and that was the weirdest thing for me is that like when I was younger and it was like okay you need to eat high iron you need to eat like no dairy, you need to eat whatever. Like I had all these diets my whole life, but like when I was younger, it was like, that's life, whatever. I don't care. Like it's annoying. I hate it. I'm being stubborn. I don't, whatever. It was like its own roller coaster. And then once I got to be like an adult and then got a new set of like dietary, like restrictions, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not supposed to, like, this is, like, I'm 23-ish. I'm not supposed to be going through this. And then I got angry. And I was, like. Why me? Like. It wasn't so much why me, but it was, like. 
just not, it was not a why me. It was like a not yet. Mm. You know? It was like, okay. that's fine, but can't I deal with this later? <laughs> like, okay. But that's like, time. like yeah, like, that's legit. Like, that's legit. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So then I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then it was like, okay, fuck. Now I feel like it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. So then I started like doing everything like to a T. Like I started writing down everything I was eating. I started counting like all of the sodium in it, like the grams, whatever, mm-hmm. milligrams, I don't know, whatever. I just started like writing down everything. And then I just got like sad and depressed. And I was like, I'm not living. And I was like, Cause you're oh. obsessed over I'm that. Obsessed. I'm obsessed and I'm not happy. And I'm like, right. what do I value more? Like being a little bit happy and like maybe like well, I already have a hearing aid. Like, how does it get worse? Like, they adjust mm-hmm. it so that it, like, has more volume. Like, at this point, like, does that matter? Yeah. Or do I jot down every single thing I eat all day long and, like, make myself so unhappy that my hearing never changes, you know? Right. Right. You, like, can't go out and have a beer without documenting it. Like, you can't right. go have dinner with your friends without documenting it. And- right. And what what is that? I can enjoy the dinner because I'm just sitting there thinking about like what I have to write down when I get home. Mm-hmm. What do I order on the menu that's going to be less sodium and all these things? Right. And I was always like underweight growing up and I've had like people ask me and I've had doctors ask me like, mm-hmm. are you okay? Like, do you have an Right. Right. And I've always been like, no, I'm hungry. I eat. Like I, that's it. Like, no. But yeah. then it got to the point we're like after my whole life of being like underweight and fighting this like I'm healthy I promise you I just like have a fast metabolism I guess mm-hmm. to the point where it was like here's your new diet and I was so anal about it that I was like I'm giving like my doctors are literally giving me an eating disorder yes I didn't want to eat this this and this whereas like if I mm. like, and then it turns into another issue of like is it worth me eating this meal and getting the protein and the veggies and this this and this just to not eat the salt or is it worse or is it me taking in that salt and eating all of the protein and veggies and gaining the weight that I need you know so it was like a weird really weird place for me to be in where I was like I fought this eating disorder rumor for so long and now I have it because my doctors gave it to me like I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a part of the thing with eating disorders. Like I eat, I mean, I eat with a lot of my eating disorder. I have a lot of eating disorder patients and just being educated on like that topic. It, I mean, it's insane how eating disorders and drug addictions have been facilitated by healthcare professionals. And I just think of like, you were a kid, right? I mean, well, we were like 12, and they were like giving you a diet. Like I think about my kids with diabetes because they, you know, type one diabetes, they have to have a certain diet, right? Well, now they're so focused on everything that they're eating. Like, you know, you're going to die if you do this. And you're like, well, I'm going to be deaf if I do this. And then all of a sudden, like you're hyper-focused on it. And it's like, well, no wonder why they like get obsessed with it, you know? And it sounds like the same kind of thing happened with you. I mean, not just because of the Meniere's, but when you were younger, just because you were like underweight and I feel like you always had GI problems. And so they like gave you a diet and then all of a sudden you were focused on that diet. And then it's like, okay, well, 
like, what do you think is going to happen? You know, like there, there needs to be a balance between health and uh, your, your mind, your mindfulness health, right? Like, well, and it's like one of the eating disorder doctors at the hospital, they always says, you are going to produce more cortisol and it's going to be worse for your system. If you just eat the cake, whether versus you just stare at the cake you know, and you stress over it and the amount of cortisol that you're producing and the amount of salt that you're retaining from the cortisol that you're producing, then just eat the goddamn cake. Yeah. You know, and that kind of sounds like what's happening with you. You're like trying to do all these things, but when you don't do it right, it's stressing you out even more. Now you're having to, you're like, okay, I'm going to go out and have dinner or drinks or whatever with a friend. And now all of a sudden, like this was supposed to be a coping skill. And now all of a sudden I'm like, ah, like what's going to happen? And you're freaking out and your cortisol's high and it's not a relief anymore. No. So you're like, what the fuck? And I mean, you made a good point. You're like, what am I doing? Like, I need to be able to like have quality of life here. Yeah. I feel like that happens so much with so many other diagnoses that I feel like a lot of people will be able to be like, oh my God, like I might not have Meniere's, but I have this. And like, I resonate with that. Yeah. And I think it's like anything. It's like finding a happy balance, a happy Yes. Like, yes. Do I, when I'm at home by myself making dinner, do I try not to put salt in it? No, I never put salt in it. Like, do I, like, that's what yes. I, that's when I'm like, okay, like I'm taking right. my diet into consideration when I'm out with right. friends and I want a cocktail and a meal with X amount of salt. Am I thinking about it? No, I'm enjoying my life. Like I'm going to look yeah. back and remember that day for the interactions I had. Not for the meanwhile, and like when right. I, it's the opposite, and I feel like that's the balance. And it's you totally like a mental health thing, as much as it is like a health. Mm-hmm. Thing. Like obviously, yes, like it'll trigger like the imbalance in my inner ear, and it'll give right. me vertigo. But like also, like it's just gonna make me so stressed out and unhappy. Like if I, you know, so it's like finding the like happy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. It's been very interesting seeing you like progress through this process. And I think it's been like a really cool thing for me because when this first happened, I was like, so worried about you. I was like, what, how is she going to react? How is this? I was like in tears a lot. (laughs) You were crying on the phone with me and I was like, which is fine. Like, I'm like, I'm so glad she can feel like she can cry with me, but I'm like scared because I'm like, where does it go from here? You know? And it's like realizing now, like that's crisis situation and you you build a bridge, you know, and you get over it and you learn how to cope and like life changes. And I feel like you've done like a really good job at that. And whether you're all the way like, yeah, you know, I'm high ho like fucking Meniere's, you know, like you're still like, I'm sure you're going to have a long way to go to be where like you're okay and confident with it. But I feel like just knowing you, I feel like it hasn't slowed you down. <laughs> You're still an idiot 24-7, so. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Another, another tangent. <laughs> Whatever. We do this a lot. It's fine. That's how you know we're having a good time, because this is how regular conversations happen. In, like, three hours, then we're not ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Okay, start again. <laughs> so next um, Tuesday? <laughs> so next Tuesday, uh, you're going to be such a hit. I'm so excited to release this episode. <laughs> Mitch is going to be such a hit. <laughs> Mostly because he's hot. You're hot too, but 
<laughs> no one can see him. <laughs> Whose voice do you think is hotter, mine or Mitch's? Uh, there will be a poll going out. <laughs> <laughs> Do a poll. I need to know. Yeah, you're a biased opinion. You don't get to vote. <laughs> yeah, what? I've, he I've heard your voice for 13 years. I've heard Mitch's on and off for a very short amount of time. A man with an accent, so. And he has an accent. So. <laughs> and my favorite accent. 